Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, we have a handful of things to get to uh, to get to talk about. Free agency for the NFL, March Madness this week starting up, new music Friday, of course. Uh, big news that we got yesterday in the football world um, that I'm here to talk about. But of course, before we get to all that, Let's go over the NBA scores from the past week, starting from last Monday. So let me just scroll all the way up to Monday, um, March 7th, I believe. So yeah. All right, so here we are. So March 7th, last Monday, we had the Sixers defeat the Chicago Bulls 121-106. to We had the Hawks lose to the Pistons 113-110 to in OT. We had the Heat defeat the Rockets 123 to 106. We had the Blazers. They just got annihilated from the Timberwolves 124 to 81. The Mavericks defeat the Jazz 111 to 103. The Nuggets take care of business, defeat the Warriors 131-124. The Knicks defeat the Kings 131 to 115. And the Spurs beat the Lakers 117 to 110. So then Tuesday, March 8th. We had the Nets defeat the Hornets, 132-121. We had the Cavaliers defeat the Pacers, 127-124. We had the Suns defeat the Magic, 102-99. We had the Grizzlies defeat the Pelicans, 132-111. We had the Bucks defeat the Thunder, 142-115. We had the Warriors also defeat the Clippers by 15, uh, 112-97. Now, Wednesday, March 9th. Uh, the Bulls, they defeat the Pistons, 114-108. The Celtics defeat the Hornets, 115-101. The Bucks defeat the Hawks, 124-115. The Suns take care of business and defeat uh, the Miami Heat, 111-90. So best team in the East versus best team in the West. And this time, the Suns took advantage. The Timberwolves, they defeat the Thunder, 132-130. Uh, excuse me, 132-102. My bad. The Magic, they defeat the Pelicans 108 to 102. The Raptors defeat the Spurs 119 to 104. The Rockets, they somehow beat the Lakers 139 to 130 in overtime. Again, just the Lakers are just terrible this year. Um, the Knicks, they blow out the Mavericks 107 to 77. My God. Uh, the Jazz, they blow out the Blazers 123 to 85. The Nuggets, they defeat the Kings 106 100. And the Clippers, they beat the Wizards 115-109. Um, only two games on Thursday, March 10th. But we had the Nets and the Sixers. This was uh, the first time that Ben Simmons is back in Philly after he got traded um, from them a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I believe at this point it's about a month for already. And... Um, well, yeah, this did not go very well for the Sixers. They played at home. James Harden had an awful game, um, and Ben Simmons didn't even play, but he still got revenge from, from the Philly fans. Um, this definitely showed a glimpse of disappointment for the Sixers because considering that the Nets um, are a team that definitely got in good return in Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and a couple of other good pieces, you know, the Nets are not a shitty team now. Now that they don't have Harden anymore, but um, this team definitely proved against the Sixers that they're not just a team that since now they have Harden and Embiid, Tobias Harris and and you know 
they they think that their own their own big three is unstoppable and what the Nets had was unbeatable. But now honestly the Nets are still a very well constructed team. And well, I mean, they just destroyed the Sixers. They played terrible defense. And well, Harden also just did not have a good game. And it cannot always be Harden and it also cannot always be Embiid. They gotta work together. Um, this kind of just showed them a bit of uh humbleness because they were on a roll, they've been playing really good, but this game uh, at home, they lost by 29 to the team that they literally just made a trade with. So it does not look good for the Sixers in this one. But I think they're still fine. I think both teams are still fine. If they make it, the if they both teams make in the playoffs and both face each other in the playoffs, that would that would be very interesting. But we'll have to wait and see. Um. So yeah, the Nets they took care of business and they won against the Sixers. In that one. And the Warriors, they defeat the Nuggets 113-102. Alright, so Friday, March 11th, we had the Magic defeat the Timberwolves 118-110. We had the Celtics defeat the Pistons 114-103. We had the Grizzlies defeat the Knicks 118-114. We had the Hawks defeat the Clippers 112-106. We had the Hornets defeat the Pelicans 142-120. We had the Mavericks defeat the Rockets 113-100. We had the Spurs defeat the Jazz, 104-102. We had the Heat defeat the Cavaliers, 117-105. The Raptors beat the Suns, 117-112. And the Lakers uh, defeat the Wizards, uh, 122-109. Solely because LeBron also had another crazy 50-point performance. He had 50 points, 6 assists, and 7 rebounds. So LeBron, unless this man is... Scoring 50 points, that's when the Lakers are winning basketball games at this point. Because if LeBron not scoring 40 or 50 in a game, you could forget the Lakers winning that game. Um, Yeah, th- this last couple weeks, LeBron has been absolutely carrying this team. Um, I mean, you could say the whole season, but I do like Malik Monk. He's actually been very good, you know, this year. And honestly, he's, he's been probably the best teammate LeBron has played this this season which is kind of crazy to say, but I guess he's probably probably been the only one that's consistent enough to give him, you know, assists, be able to play good enough defense. He actually can shoot the ball very well this year. Like, Malik Monk is a very underrated player, so honestly, it's really overlooked. And AD, he's still not back. Um, He's still injured, so unfortunately, that's just a big miss for them as well. And Russell Westbrook just hasn't been... Russell Westbrook very in a very good way. So, yeah, they're, they're still struggling, man. Playing tournament it is at this point for the Lakers. But, yeah, crazy game for LeBron, for himself. Um, also, yesterday, he was the first, or he was inducted into now the fifth or sixth player with 30,000 points, 10,000 assists, and 10,000 rebounds. So, I think he's the fifth player in NBA history to achieve that. So obviously, congrats to LeBron there for achieving that yesterday. But we'll get to that game in just a second. So now let's get to Saturday, March 12th. Um, so the Timberwolves, they defeat the Heat, 113-104. The Pacers defeat the Spurs, 119-108. The Bulls defeat the Cavaliers, 101-91. The Warriors defeat the Bucks, 122-109. The Jazz defeat the Kings, 134-125. The Raptors defeat the Nuggets, 127-115. The Blazers defeat the Wizards, 127-118. And then finally, yesterday, Sunday, March 13th, 
uh, selection Sunday um, for college basketball and heading into the tournament. So, yeah. And obviously daylight savings as well. We lost an hour of, of time. So it's uh, it's uh, 7.30 right now. And uh, it's still, still not completely dark outside. I actually do like it a little bit better now at this time. That it doesn't get so dark very early. Like it's 7.30, you get, like I just said. And there's still some light. It's, it looks like it's like 5 in the afternoon, honestly. Like the sun's still kind of hitting a little bit. But barely. Yeah, at 9 o'clock, it would be, like, dark, dark. But anyways, yeah, the Nets, they played against the Knicks yesterday, but the Nets took the victory, 110-107. The Clippers, they defeat the Pistons, 106-102. The Mavericks beat the Celtics, 95-92. The Sixers defeat the Magic in overtime, 116-114. The Pelicans defeat the Rockets, 130-105. The Hawks defeat the Pacers 131 to 128. The Grizzlies defeat the Thunder 125 118. And the Suns defeat the Lakers 140 to 111. So yeah, once again, the Lakers getting blown the fuck out by the Suns, but LeBron still had a decent game. And so for today's games, we have currently right now the Cavs, Clippers, then we have the Blazers, Hawks, Hornets, Thunder, Bulls, Kings, Nuts, uh nuts. Nuggets, Sixers, Timberwolves, Spurs, Bucks, Jazz, Wizards, Warriors, and then Lakers, Raptors. And then for tomorrow, we have four games. We have the Grizzlies and Pacers, Nets and Magic, Pistons and Heat, and Suns, Pelicans. So those are the four matchups for tomorrow. And then we have, of course, nine games for today. Um, And that's that. We'll get to the standings probably next week. I'll go over it again because, of course, we're heading into the playoffs in about a month from now. But uh, college basketball is right around the corner with March Madness starting very, very soon uh, this week. But before we get there, before we get there, let's go over, uh, I guess, New Music Friday. I guess we can start off with that first. So let's start off with the albums that came out this week. Uh, First, we had Lil Durk. Uh, He dropped uh, 7220. Um, This is another album that he dropped um back to back to back years i mean he he has not dropped um he there was what was the last time that he did not drop an album in pretty much every single year i mean it's been a it's been a minute this man drops a project literally every year but this is the album that honestly i was kind of anticipating for i don't really anticipate for Lil dirk that much but after last year's uh collab tape with baby um i really did kind of like Lil baby and Lil Durk did grow on me in the last two years. And now I'm definitely like more anticipated for whenever they released, uh, release anything. And so this is legit the first album that I kind of anticipated from Lil Durk instead of just an album that I just listened to just because it's Lil Durk, whatever. People are probably going to talk about it. Um, and well, to start off, I I can't say this album um, isn't terrible because it's definitely not a terrible album. Um, but there's it, like, again, it's, it's Lil Durk. I don't, I think Lil Durk is, is a great, um, you know, he's, he definitely has his, his shining moments with his rapping, with his lifestyle, um, and what he, you know, raps about and everything. And I do think that he, he whatever he writes is, is true and stuck to his story and is, it's, it's never all bullshit. It's not cap or anything. Um, is it pretty much the same thing all, all the time? 
Um, for a lot of majority of the songs, yes. And the production, again, it's nothing really too interesting. It's, it's you know, you could just kind of, you know, it's just some guitar songs, piano samples, and really much that's it. Like, like, a, like you know, any, any of these gangster rappers, um, production, you know, the heavy viol, the not violin, the heavy piano or the heavy guitar type of beats. Um, it's not that it's bad or anything. It's just nothing different. It's nothing, you know, aesthetically or like eye opening or ear opening for the audience. But I don't really come to listen to this album or listen to Lil Durk for production. I listen to the Lil Durk, Lil Durk for the bars, you know, because he, he could definitely he could definitely do that. Um, but the highlights on this album definitely were a good amount. A shootout at my crib, Golden Chow. What happened to Virgil with Gunna definitely was pretty enjoyable for me. Blocklist, I did like that R&B track with Difference, uh, with Summer Walker, Difference Is. Piss Me Off, I think Fed Federal Nightmares, I actually don't remember that much of that song. But everything else I think is okay at best. So there's definitely some good moments here, like the songs that I just mentioned. Uh, Barbarian was also a, a pretty good one too. Um, and very few duds. Again, does the production really stand out? Not really, but I think overall, if you're just trying to listen to some music that kind of fits in um, to a lot of the style that Lil Durk does, he always just stays consistent in what he puts out. He's not really an artist that really uh, elevates or evolves in his music. He just kind of, he just stays in his own lane. And that's not a bad thing. That's That's not a bad thing. I mean, I may have, I may prefer artists who are always like, create out creatively you know outside of that box or you know thinking outside the box a lot you know obviously you know artists like Kanye artists like Tyler you know like those motherfuckers obviously they're always coming up with shit um but that doesn't mean that artists like Lil Durk is someone that I just can't accept because they they always have the stale ass production or the same type of music but there's a reason why their aesthetic clicks and why a lot of people like Lil Durk and at first, like in the beginning, I, I didn't really think he was garbage or anything, but I just definitely didn't see it for me too much. Now I feel like it's a little bit more enjoyable for me to listen to Lord Dirk because he definitely could spit. He definitely is pretty good. Um, also, Aha, the diss to Young Boy and to probably a bunch of other rappers. That's also a pretty fire song. I like the beat. I like the, the production of that one. So yeah, that one's a slapper right there. Can't believe I just said that. Should have just said a banger. Um, but yeah, no, there's not a lot of bad moments on this project. I wouldn't say it's mid. I would say maybe it's like a good, good album. I would say like good. I wouldn't say great, amazing, elite, perfect. Oh my God, you know, suck the soul out of this album. But it's a, it's a good listen. It, it was a good listen. But what was a great listen was that Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk 4 album that came out uh, this week. God fucking damn. Benny the Butcher once again one third of Griselda puts out another future classic album in Tana Talk 4. Tana Talk 3 was goaded. Tana Talk 2 was great. Tana Talk 1 was also amazing. Tana Talk 4, will it be at that same level? Shit, it might even be the best one in the entire fucking series. I'm gonna give it some time though. I don't know if it was better than 3 or 2, but. Gotta give it some time. Gotta give it some time. But goddamn, this album was amazing uh, from start to finish. Of course, this production, just, just, just beautiful. Just, 
just beautiful. So obviously the production was going to be the biggest highlight or one of the big highlights of the entire album. Very enjoyable, old school type of music. You know, definitely songs that have great sampling. The Alchemist is a huge pro producer on this record. There's a couple of other producers that have, were involved in certain tracks. But, I mean, I think every song here slaps. I don't really think there's any misses on this album. Maybe except, like, Billy Joe, or I think. I think that was the only one that I wasn't. It was okay. But everything else I really enjoyed. Like, Ten, ten More Commandments with that Diddy. It wasn't a Diddy feature because was, she was just kind of, like, talking at the end. But anyways... Um, Tyson versus Ali, that hook is great. Weekends and the Perrys, love the sample. Back to back, I mean, it was it was great. That's um, that a uh, Stove God Cooks uh feature was actually not that bad. Boldy James on Weekends and the Perrys was good. Like all the features were here and swinging for the fences. They all did good. Guerrero West Side, um, obviously Johnny Peace Caddy. We call murdered that shit. Probably the best rap song this year so far. Um, yeah. No, this album is great from start to finish. I think, uh, like, overall, this is probably rap album of the year. This is definitely rap album of the year so far. I have to give it to Benny so far. I mean, it's March, mid-March, and there's definitely a lot of artists yet to release this year. And, I mean, you can expect a handful of artists to probably make a better album than this, you know. You can easily say Kendrick, Freddie, uh, Joey, if he drops this year, hopefully. You know, Pusha. You know, there's definitely a lot of artists that definitely could put the limit and kind of put this on, on the backbone for album of the year or best rap album of the year. But even when those albums do drop, I do think this album will still carry some weight. Um, And that Conway the Machine album, uh, not La Machina. Um, damn, what the hell was it called, bruh? Fuck. I forgot what that Conway, that literally dropped. God, don't make mistakes. That's, that's what it was called. My bad. I just, I just had to remember it for a little bit. Um, God, don't make mistakes. A great album. A great album. And I, I, at that point, I think when I heard it, I was definitely also saying album of the year. But then I heard Benny was coming two weeks later. And I was like, hmm. I do like Benny over Conway. I like I like all of Griselda, but Benny is my favorite from Griselda. It's Benny, then um then Conway, then Westside Gun. Though that's my ranking for Griselda. So yeah, Benny, he takes the cake for me. He really just he really is that motherfucker. So yeah, this album is great. Really, really do like this album a lot. This is album of the year so far for me. I've been listening to it a lot. Got to listen to it more because it's it's I have not gone over it. You know, uh, I haven't gone past too much for it, but man, and Johnny, Johnny's P, Johnny P's caddy still, uh, every time I listen to it, it just feels like I'm listening to it for the first time again. Like it just doesn't get old. And that J. Cole verse, forget it, forget it. That shit is out of this fucking world. Rhyme scheme, flow, everything about it was just j cole goat level like material right there you know just just goaded shit right there so so yeah that's 10 i talk for rap album of the year so far entering march mid-march um what else came out new music friday um let me just see here on my phone i'm guessing let me see so we did have a couple of new singles to drop um i, I just realized i have to like make a couple tiktoks about it because i haven't 
None of them. So I I haven't really heard a lot of new singles from this week, but there was definitely a couple that came out. Um, first, where's the fuck? Where the fuck are the songs? All right, here they are. I'm sorry about that. Emily Chapa dropped the song. I didn't even hear that. Okay, what's it called? The gender reveal song. Have not heard it yet, so can't give you my um uh, my thoughts. Oh, uh, take off and rich the kid. Um, crypto, decent track. Okay, I don't think I'll go back to it, honestly. Uh, the Chainsmokers dropped the song, iPad. I heard like 10 seconds of it, didn't really fuck with it. Didn't even finish the whole song. It was okay to me. Uh, Wheelie with uh, Lotto and 21 Savage. I only like 21 on the song. And that's why I listened to the song, because of 21 Savage. Not because I listened to Lotto. But anyways, um, Rex Orange County dropped an album. And he had a Tyler Creator feature. Not surprised. I haven't heard it. Uh, but no, probably the biggest um, the biggest song that released this week was definitely the Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa song, Sweet As Pie. Um, to be honest with you, I, I was de- this was like definitely like... Uh, I did not expect this collab, even though I did hear that Megan did want to collaborate with Dua or it was vice versa. Dua wanted to collaborate with Megan. Whatever it was... Um, so this was like something that was probably going to been happen for months now um, or for years now. But I don't know. I think Dua uh, did her thing on the chorus. I think she did pretty good on her on the second verse of the song. Um, and look, Megan, she stays in her zone. She stays in her in her own lane. And, you know, for what she does, I can't say it's it's bad. It, it may not be the most. It may not be the the right music for me. It may not be music that I might listen to all the time. Um, she doesn't make that type of music for me all the time. Um, therefore, I can't really just judge her off the off the, really the majority of the track. Um, but to be honest, I think Duel just did way better than than Megan. I think Megan just kind of repeats her own her own cycle. Kind of talks about the same shit and kind of uses the same same flow, same, you know, same. I mean, you can say same same lyrics for sure. Same tone, which that does. I don't really mind that, but same lyrics and same. So yeah, the song is all right. I don't know if I'll go back to it too much. Um. I think Dua Lipa did her thing, and Megan was was okay on, on the song. It just definitely feels more like a Dua Lipa song than it feels like a Megan Thee Stallion song. It just it it feels like she's the feature instead of Dua. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if Megan is gonna be dropping a project this year because she dropped this and she dropped another single prior to this. Um. So yeah, I don't know if she's probably cooking up something this year. I'll probably be forced to listen to it for for some reason. Maybe the fucking, you know, Spotify and whatever. I'll probably be listening to that shit whenever it comes out. But definitely not like anticipating it. Definitely not like waiting for it for all my life. She's one of the artists that I'm waiting for to drop this year. I mean, I'm, I'm low-key excited for Nicki to drop. But Megan... I mean, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But the the song itself is okay. Nothing really much to say. Now, let's get into NFL free agency. 
um, going on right now. The latest signings, trades, and contract information for all 32 teams um, heading into this morning, this afternoon. Um, not this morning. So, yeah, let's go over every team so far with some notable signings. So, for the Bills, I mean, the Bills, they re-signed uh, Jake Kieran Rowe, Kieran Rowe um, and Isaiah McKenzie uh, to a two-year and a one-year for eight mil. Um, that's pretty much that for the Bills. I mean, the Dolphins, they are signing Teddy Bridgewater, quarterback, um, to a one-year deal. Uh, we also are getting... Um, Chase Edmonds, running back, agreed to a two-year, $12.6 million contract. That includes $6.1 guaranteed. We also franchise-tagged Mike Gusecki. And also Emmanuel Ogba, uh, defensive end. We were signing him for a four-year, $65.4 million deal. That will pay him $32.7 million for over the next, the, for the first two years. That's crazy. Um, for the Patriots, they re-signed uh, Brian Brian Hoyer uh, to a two-year, and um, they re-signed James Forensic, and of course, safety Devin McCourty, they re-signed him for a one-year deal with nine mil. Uh, the Jets, they re-signed uh, Tevin Coleman, Braxton Berrios, and CJ Ozuma. Um, the Ravens have not done shit. Um, the Bengals, they've signed uh, Jesse Bate. They, they've signed... Alex Kappa to a 4-year, $35 million deal. Um, and they also franchise tag Jesse Bates. Um, the Cleveland Browns, they get Amari Cooper acquired in a trade with the Dallas Cowboys in exchange for a 2022 fifth-round pick and a swap of six-rounders. Uh, the trade does not become official until the start of the new league year on March uh, 16. Uh, they also... Uh, Devin, uh, Tevin Bryan agreed to a one-year deal with a five mil, and also David Nuko received the franchise tag. Uh, earlier today, Mitchell Trubisky going to Pittsburgh, signing to a two-year deal from Buffalo. Um, Miles Kirinbro re-signing for a two-year, four million dollar deal for the Steelers. Uh, AFC South, the Texans they re-signing Jeff Driscoll and they're re-signing Chris Conley. Uh, the Colts. They're re-signing uh, Mo Ali Cox to a three-year, $18 million contract. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they're re-signing, or not re-signing, excuse me. Well, yeah, they're re-signing Tyler Shatley, and they've signed Brandon Schaeffer, Evan Ingram, and wide receiver Christian Kirk to a four-year, $72 million deal. That has a max value of $84 million, so... Crazy shit right there. The Titans, um, Ben Jones re-signing, uh, Morgan Cox re-signing. For the AFC West, this is the big one right here. Russell Wilson acquired in a trade with the Seattle Seahawks along with a fourth round, fourth round pick for two first round picks, two second rounders, a fifth rounder, QB, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Defensive tackle, Shelby Harris. Wow. All of that for the Seattle Seahawks and the Broncos get Russell Wilson in return. Yeah, big, big deal. Big, big trade for the Broncos. The Broncos are going to be pretty good next year. The Broncos, I think most people say they were a quarterback away from being an elite tier in the league and definitely a dangerous team. 
to look out for this free agency to pick up a new quarterback. Quarterback, and well, they just they did just that. They literally just did that. So, I mean, Russell Wilson, he's he's new in Denver. Um, he knows a thing about defeating Denver in the Super Bowl. So maybe he can return the favor. And you know, what I imagine, imagine Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl, and this time the Broncos win. And they annihilate the Seahawks. That's crazy. With Russell Wilson as the quarterback. That would be like the most... That would be like one of the craziest shit that could ever happen. But we'll have to wait and see how the Broncos can pull this year. But we have high expectations now for the Broncos. Um, For the Chiefs, they only re-signed Orlando Brown. Uh, Not signed. They received the franchise tags in... Max Crosby signed a four-year, $98.0 million contract. Uh, Mike Williams for the Chargers, he's re-signing for a three-year, $60 million deal. They also are signing J.C. Jackson, a five-year, $82.5 million deal. So that's big news there. Uh, the Giants doing nothing. Um, the Eagles, they signing Jason Kelsey to a one-year, $14 million deal. Um, the Washington Commanders, they get Carson Wentz. Acquired by the Washington Commanders in exchange for a 2022 first-rounder and a 2023 third-rounder, which can convert to a second-rounder based on Wentz's snap totals. Uh, The teams will also now swap 2022 second-round picks. And, of course, the trade does not officially begin until March 16th. Okay, and then the Cowboys. uh, Matthew Gallup re-signing for a five-year $57.5 million deal. Um, Demarcus Lawrence agreeing to a three-year $40 million contract. Um, the Bears, they're, re- they're signing a three-year deal, 40, uh, $40.5 million deal to Larry Ojubilee. Um, the Lions, they're re-signing Tim Boyle, Evan Brown, um, pretty pretty much everybody. Tracy Walker, CJ Moore, goddamn. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's signing a four-year, $200 million extension that includes $153 million guaranteed. Um so yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he will be staying put in Green Bay. He's not going anywhere. So yeah, and he's and he's gonna get paid after winning back to back MVP. He is going to hopefully have another year where he has another chance to make another run at a Super Bowl, but this time actually get to the Super Bowl. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Devontae Adams received the franchise tag, but the receiver has not told the Packers that he will be playing on the tag. In 2022, uh, Preston Smith also signed a four-year extension worth $52.2 million. Um, Kirk Cousins, he's signing a one-year, $35 million fully guaranteed extension that puts him under the contract to 23-3 and reduces his 2022 cap number by almost 40, $14 million. Um, The Falcons, nah, boring. Next, the Saints have not done nothing. Um... The Cowboys, not the Cowboys, the Panthers, they are agreeing to a two-year, $4.5 million contract with Zane Gonzalez. The Buccaneers, oh man. Chris Godwin received the franchise tag, re-signing Aaron Stein, re-signing Jaren, uh, Ryan Jensen, and Carlton Davis. But who cares? Because the bigger news, well, Tom Brady. Remember, remember Tom Brady? month and a half ago 
his last game was supposedly that Rams loss in the playoffs. He was done with football, but he was still thinking about it. Like during, he will give it some time to think if he's truly retired, yes or no. You know, maybe maybe you know, twenty two years in the league. He's the these he cemented himself as the face of the league, um, as the goat, as the best player to ever play football. At that point, it's well, well more. What what else can make more sense for him to retire? Man's twenty two. The man, the man is in his played twenty two years. Feels like he's playing like he's twenty two. He is forty four years old. Twenty two years, he's played. He's literally played half of his entire life in the NFL. Just, just put that in perspective. Playing half of you're almost forty five, and half of your life has been playing professional, professional. Football. Professional football. That's that's just insane. Um, and he was thinking about it. Hey, I don't know if I should retire. You know what? Maybe I should retire, but maybe I don't know if I want to still come back on the field because I feel like I'm not having all the doubts in his head. And then he happens to go to a Manchester United game on Saturday. And he sees Ronaldo putting up that greatness at 36, 37 years old, I think. How old is Ronaldo? Like 36, 37? He's 37 years old. He just turned 37 this month. Or this year, my bad. Last month. Um, and at 37 years old, even though obviously Brady's almost eight years older than him, he saw greatness. He saw an amazing performance from Ronaldo. He had a hat trick in his last game. And so he definitely watched that and was like, damn, that could be me again on the on the field again. Maybe I should do that one more time, man. That just motivated him. That kind of lit up a spark. But that wasn't, I don't know, maybe that wasn't proof enough. That wasn't really proof enough. So after the game, he went on the field and talked to Ronaldo. Obviously, all the reporters, you know, getting all the footage and everything. And obviously, Ronaldo, he was curious himself. He had to ask Brady himself, hey, are you done? Are you finished, man? Is it, is it done? Like, are you really retiring? And Brady just just had the most unsure answer he could have possibly gave him. He did not give him a no. He did not give him a yes. He was just like nodding his head and he had like that face where he's like nervous and he doesn't know what to say. He's like, eh, I don't know, maybe, I don't, I don't know, like, eh, uh, maybe, maybe not, shit, I, I'm... I'm trying to figure it out. And well, the very next day, he comes out of retirement. And well, Tom Brady, he will be back for the 2022 NFL season. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, he went from being supposedly retired, officially retired, and then unretired. This man went through all the phases of being retired, unretired, and being retired from the media without him actually confirming that he was re- actually re- going to retire. Um, in just the, in the span of less than two months, we had all of this going on. So yeah, Brady is back. Just to put it quite simply, Brady is back. He is about to enter his 23rd year in his age 45 season. And he's still going to play at a great level. I mean, last year, he played at a really good fucking level. 
At the age of 44, he's still playing at a really good level. And so if you really think about it, him coming back to football makes sense in the condition of his body, in the condition of his playing time. I think he still has the, the right adjustment. And if obviously he's tra- he trains his ass off, we know that Brady trains his ass off. So we know he's in his best shape he still can possibly can be. So he gets ready for next year and to go on another Super Bowl run. He doesn't care about the age. He doesn't care about how many years he's been in the league at that point. He could give four fucks about that. He cares that his body is still in a really good condition where he could still play football. He has a great arm still, has a great vision on the field. He's not a mobile QB ever. So the men, motherfucker doesn't have to worry about running and shit. The, the motherfucker not a receiver. He don't have to worry about catching and shit or tackling. Man could just throw the football, see who's downfield, and boom. I'm, I'm, make, I'm making it seem like it's the easiest thing in the world. Obviously, it's not. But for Brady, it makes it, he does it the most simplest way possible. Because he's Tom Brady. He, whatever he does, it just boom. Could boom, he just does it in his fucking elite way. Because he is Brady. He's the GOAT, right? Well, yeah. Brady, um, he's back, man. For another year. I, I was actually genuinely surprised. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I was kind of like, I would not be. I'm, I, I could believe that he is retiring. I would stay to that point. Generally, you convince me that he's done. But knowing, not knowing Brady, but at least having a mindset of Brady, I don't think he would have been very happy with that being his last game. Because that's just not a Tom Brady way to end your career. Not a Tom Brady way to kind of just say, call it, you know? He's not like a Dan Marino or Drew Brees where his last game was a loss in the playoffs. So, like, I don't know. It just didn't feel like something like he just didn't want that. And at this point, he's like, fuck my family. I'm, I'm still playing football. I'm sorry, kids. Y'all thought I was going to be your, your Uber driver to school in the morning and pick y'all up after. Nah, I'm still going to be playing football. Fuck it. Fuck y'all. I'm still your dad. I still love y'all. But like, I'm still trying to get paid. I'm still trying to play with these young mother. I'm trying to win another ring. Dad, you have seven. You have set, You have more than any player and any team in the history of the league. So yeah, um, you know, good luck to Brady, man. This is gonna be his twenty third year, and another year where you know he's gonna be the face of the NFL. Everyone's gonna be talking about him. Whether is this gonna be his final season? I don't know. Whether it's 24, what, next year, 2023 will be the last year for sure, for sure, for sure. I don't know. I don't know. But we can expect Brady to be here in Tampa um, next year to go for his eighth Super Bowl. Because fuck it. Why not? <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's literally. That's it. Just. Because I can. Because he, cause he's fucking Brady. Why the fuck can he not? So, uh, so yeah. Tom Brady is back. Like he never left. Literally, because he just pretty much never left. Alright, so last division uh, with the free agency. So, uh, the NFC West. So, the Cow- uh, Cardinals. 
uh, they re-signed Colt McCoy, and they also um, agreed to a three-year, $21 million extension with James Conner. Uh, they also re-signed Zach Ertz to a three-year, $31.65 million contract. Uh, the Rams, uh, Brian Allen re-signing to a three-year deal, and Joe Noteboom re-signing to a three-year, $40 million deal. Uh, the Niners, they re-signed Jermichael Hasty to a one-year deal, to a one-year extension. And then the Seahawks, obviously, from that uh, trade from the Denver Broncos, they got Drew Locke, uh, Noah Fant. Um, they also got Shelby Harris. And so, yeah, those are the players that they got in return. And they're also re-signing uh, Will Disley, Al Woods, Sidney Jones, and Quadro Diggs. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all the free agency um, so far. Those are all the big trades, all the big news in the NFL world uh, up to today. Um, this week, there's still probably going to be a little bit more. Um, I mean, they're still probably going on tomorrow, and then most of these trades will be official by Wednesday. So, yeah, that's that. But anyways, let's get into March Madness. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been waiting for this for a minute. I'm super excited March Madness is here. I'm so fucking excited that we are here. So fucking excited that March Madness is here. Um, and I'm trying, and I'm gonna kind of do the bracket a little bit quicker than expected. Um, I'm not gonna go in every, I'm not gonna go in further detail on too much of each matchup or anything, but just who I think will make it. Um, full of upsets, of course, full of probably predictable, um, predictions. But I have to do a mix of both because again. This is a bracket where it's going to get completely fucked within probably the first five games or whatever. Hopefully not. Maybe I survive five games, but first round, I am dead, at least with one. But anyways, doesn't matter. This is all for fun and games. Um, but, you know, if I do win, I, I do get a lot of money. But anyways, this is my bracket for March Madness. We are here. To make this bracket, this is going to be probably my number one bracket. Who I generally think. I'm going to probably make different versions of the bracket. But this is the first one. And this is the real bracket. This is who I generally think is going to win. This is my real bracket. So if I make 10, you know that the first one that I did is the real deal. And the other brackets, maybe I change like a couple teams, whatever, change my mind, whatever. This is the real fucking deal. Because the 16 seed could easily beat the number one seed. At this point, that's just a huge possibility. I don't think I have it happening this year. I'm going to just say that off the rip. But anyways, let me just shut the fuck up and actually get into uh, the tournament. So now we got Gonzaga versus Georgia State. I got Gonzaga winning that one. Come on. Uh, Boise State over Memphis. Boise State or Memphis. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Memphis. I'm gonna go with Memphis. Uh, UConn, North uh, New Mexico State. I'm gonna go with UConn. Uh, Arkansas, Vermont. Hmm. I'm gonna say Vermont upset. Boom. There you go. Bama versus Rutgers or Notre Dame. I'm gonna say Bama. I'm gonna say Bama. Um, even though Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame or, or uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame or Rutgers, my bad. 
I'm gonna say Notre Dame wins and then they face Bama and then they lose to Bama. Okay. Uh Texas Tech versus uh Montana Mon, Money Mon, Montana State. God fucking damn. Cannot speak. I got Texas Tech. Uh Michigan State versus Davidson. I'll say Michigan State. Duke versus um CS full full Ferturin, I think. Duke, come on, please, Duke. Don't don't let me down on this one. Um, yeah, that is the West bracket. So that's the West bracket right there. Um, now let's get to the East bracket. So Baylor versus Northfolk State. I have Baylor. Um, Baylor. Okay, there we go. Um, UNC versus Marquette. I'm going to go with UNC. St. Mary or Wyoming. Shit, I'm going to say St. Mary, I guess. Uh, UCLA or Akron. I'm going to go with UCLA. Texas or Virginia Tech. I'm going to go with uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, Yale or Purdue. Fuck it. I'm going to go with Yale, the 14th seed. It is what it is. Uh, Murray State or San Francisco. I guess I go with Murray State because of John Moran. Um, UK or St. Peter. UK or Kentucky, obviously. And that's the East bracket for the first round. Now let's get into the South, uh, South bracket for the first round. So we got... Arizona versus Bryant or Wright State. I'm going to say Bryant wins, and then they face against Arizona, and then Arizona beats them. Uh, St. Hall or TSU, I'm going to say TCU. Or not TSU, not the Drake song. Uh, TCU. Uh, Houston or uh, UAB Blazers, I'm going to go with Houston. My God, I keep pressing the information shit. Um, Illinois, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Actually, fuck it. I'm going to just say Chattanooga just because of the damn name. Chattanooga. What a goofy-ass name. But I like it. Um, <laughs> What a great reason to pick a team over the other. Just over the damn name itself. It is what it is. Um, Don't be too mad. Um, Colorado State versus Michigan. I'm going to go with uh, Michigan, I guess. Damn, they're really, the, they're really the 11th seed? Wow, they're not that... They're not as good as I thought. They're, I mean, this year they're not as. They used to be a lot better than an eleventh seed in a. This year they probably haven't been that great. But anyways, I still got them winning. A uh, Tennessee or, uh, Longwood, Longwood. That is that is that the team Longwood. Hold on, hold on. Um, let me let me look it up. I cause oh wait, I could just what am I doing? It literally tells me right here Longwood. Yeah, um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna just say Longwood just because of the name. Again, very childish of mine. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna say Longwood is gonna beat Tennessee just because you cannot judge me. You cannot judge me, all right? Anything could happen. Uh, Ohio State or Lower Chicago. Usually, Lower Chicago is always good, at least making it past the first round. So, shit, I might go Lower Chicago. Uh, Villanova, Delaware State. I got Nova taking over this one. Um, that was that for the South bracket. Now for the Midwest bracket, we got Kansas versus uh the winner between Texas Southern and Texas A and M Triple Double C. I'm gonna say Kansas. I don't. I don't care. Um, Creighton or uh San Diego State. I'm gonna say Creighton. Uh, Iowa versus Richmond. I'm gonna say. Iowa, I guess. Uh, South Dakota State versus Providence. Shit, I'm going to go with South Dakota State. I heard they were really good in their league, in their division shit. 
I don't know. I'm gonna just take their word for it for that. I I guess. Um. LSU versus Iowa State. I'm gonna go with LSU. Um, Wisconsin versus Colgate. I'm gonna say Wisconsin. U Miami versus USC. Gotta go with the Canes. Hopefully the Canes win this one, please. And Auburn versus Jackson State. I believe. Um, Auburn. I got Auburn winning this one. So that is all the picks for the first round. That is all my picks for the first round. That's crazy. Okay, so that that was my first round picks. Now my second round in the bracket. Now let's get back to the first bracket to the West. So we got Gonzaga versus Memphis. I got Gonzaga taking care of this one. Uh, UConn versus Vermont. Ah, I'm going to say Vermont, man. I'm going to say Vermont. Vermont, I think, is going to be that shocking team in that West bracket. Fuck it. It is what it is. Um, Bama or Texas Tech. I'm going to go with Texas Tech. Or actually, I'm going to go with Bama. I'm going to go with Bama. Um, Duke or Michigan State. I hope Duke wins, can make it at least to the Sweet 16 or something. Because if not, I will be pretty disappointed by that. But anyways, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Duke there. Uh, Baylor or North Carolina, that should be very fun to watch. I'm definitely watching that one without a doubt. Uh, I'm going to go with Baylor, though. Uh, UCLA or St. Mary, probably UCLA. Um, Yale or Virginia Tech. Mm. Um, <laughs> for Yale, I'm going to go with Yale. Shit, I don't know. Uh, Murray State or uh, Kentucky, I'm going to go with Kentucky. Um, all right. Now let's get into the South bracket for the second round. So we have Arizona TCU. I'm going to go with Zona. Chattanooga or Houston. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Houston. I'm sorry, Chattanooga. But you made it to the second round at least. Uh, Long Pecker or Long Cock versus Michigan. Nah, nah, I'm going to say Michigan. I don't feel comfortable after Long. I don't feel like Longwood is good enough to make the Sweet 16. I could be totally wrong, but come on. like I think as a joke, they'll definitely win a game. Hopefully, they could beat Tennessee, and I look like the, the most genius person ever. But, oh my God, I really want Longwood to win for no fucking reason. For the dumbest reason, I just want them to beat Tennessee. Just, just so they can make the second round. But anyways, I'm going to go with Michigan either way. Uh, and Villanova versus Lord Chicago. I'm gonna say Villanova. I'm gonna say Villanova. Uh, Kansas versus Creighton in the Midwest second round bracket. So, uh, I'm gonna say Kansas. I'm gonna say Kansas. I'm gonna say Kansas. Uh, Iowa versus South Dakota State. I'm gonna go with Iowa. Um, LSU versus Wisconsin. I'm gonna go with LSU. And then U Miami versus Auburn. Uh, I hate to be biased, but fuck it. I don't care. I'm going with Miami. I'm sorry, Auburn. I know they've been a really good team, but uh, you Miami, Sweet 16. Totally not biased. Totally not biased. Anyways, now we are in the Sweet 16. Here we are, the last 16 teams. So let's get back to the first bracket. So we got Gonzaga versus Vermont. Gonzaga, take it all the way. Um, Alabama versus Duke. Hopefully Duke can take this one. Hopefully Duke can take this one. I really want to see Gonzaga versus Duke. Please make that happen. Baylor and UCLA. I'm going to say 
Ooh, I'm gonna say I'm not. Nah, I'm gonna say Baylor. Come on, they're a really good team. Nah, fuck that shit. Uh, Yale or Kentucky? Should I continue deriding for Yale or should I just go with Kentucky? I'm gonna say Kentucky for eighty. <laughs> for eighty, I guess. Um. So yeah. Now next to the South bracket for the Sweet Sixteen, Arizona versus Houston. I'm gonna say Houston is gonna upset Arizona, and Houston will take the W. And then Michigan versus Nova. I'm going to say Villa motherfucking Nova. Uh, Kansas versus Iowa. I'm going to say Kansas. And then Kansas. Well, they will be facing between LSU or Miami. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going for Miami. All right. I have Miami all the way in the Elite Eight and they're a 10th seed. Look, I like Miami. I like this team. I know I could be biased because they're the. I think they're the only team in Florida, representing this whole fucking bracket. So please, if at least Miami is the only Florida team to make it in the tournament, can at least they make it far? Like Elite Eight, if they make the Elite Eight, I will be generally happy, like surprised and happy. They'll win three games in the tournament. I expect hopefully one. Because, you know, this is the tournament. Anything can happen. But three? Shit. I'll be ecstatic. So hopefully the current Hurricanes can do something. Maybe, hopefully, they can go to the Elite Eight. Please. I beg. <clears throat> now we're in the Elite Eight. Gonzaga versus Duke. This this has to happen. This has to happen. Please. This tournament's probably going to be all fucked. All teams, all good teams going to be, you know, down in pieces. But goddamn, can we have this matchup in the Elite Eight? Gonzaga, Duke. This would be great basketball. A lot of people would tune in to watch this one. Um, Look, I like Duke a lot. But I, I'm going to have to say with Gonzaga, man. Like, I know Gonzaga probably hasn't been that amazing compared to last year. Just by the record, they do have a lot of weaknesses and stuff. Like, primarily on defense. But, man, Gonzaga's still a great fucking team, man. They have been for, like, the last decade and a half. So, like, I mean, Duke historically is a great team, too. But, I don't know. Duke has a lot of weaknesses, man. They're a really good team, but they have a lot of weaknesses. For me, putting them in the Elite Eight could be shocking to some people. Because, like, I mean, they couldn't get the job done the last game of the regular season against North Carolina. That game against Virginia Tech was awful. And there were some games where they just didn't play that good. But Duke is still a good team, and they're fit for a tournament. And Coach K, I mean, this is his last year. I could hope he could at least make the Elite Eight, finally be around the, the you know, the top tier in his final tournament, in his final, you know, year as a head coach. So I would appreciate that a lot, but I'm going to have to go with Gonzaga. I'm going to have to go with Gonzaga. I'm sorry. Um, Baylor versus Kentucky. Mm. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Kentucky, man. I don't know why, but I I don't know why I have so much faith in Kentucky so so much. Like, I don't know why I have them all the way here in the Final Four. But shit, they sound believable. They're a really good team, so I wouldn't really mind too much. Houston versus Villanova. Hmm. I would say Villanova. I guess. I guess I'm also being biased because I also like Villanova. You know, Philly boy too. So, I guess so there. And then Kansas versus Miami. Oh, I really want to pick Miami. I really want to pick Miami. 
Okay, but that's it. My bias, my bias has to end here. I'm sorry, Miami. I have to go with Kansas. I have to go with Kansas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm very sorry. But no, Miami making it to the Elite Eight is not like a disappointment at all. As a 10th seed, God fucking damn, that would be amazing to make it to the Elite Eight. And honestly, I think they're better than a 10th seed. It was just obviously the seeding, pretty different. They're like a top 40 team in the bracket. So, nah. 10th seed doesn't really sound too good for me. They 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 could fit in more for like an 8 or 9. But... Nah, I'm sorry. I think Kansas might might actually take the W here. So now we are in the final four. Gonzaga versus Kentucky. My God. Who would it be? I got Gonzaga, man. Gonzaga last year. They had a perfect season. Perfect run to the national championship. Just so they can get absolutely obliterated by... Baylor and um well didn't look didn't look amazing did not look amazing um but I think Gonzaga they're still a great team great young players on that team will easily be future uh NBA players and honestly I think a good amount of the roster is just super talented compared to a lot of other teams here and compared to history, historically, they always make it far to, you know, to the tournament. National Championship every year, obviously not. Final Four, Sweet 16, but they always at least can get past a certain amount of rounds, certain amount of games to get here. But shit, I'm going to have to go with Gonzaga here to go to the championship game. They will be playing on April 4th, in my opinion. And then finally, the last Final Four matchup I have here is Kansas... And Villanova. Hmm. Villanova or Kansas? Um, sh- I'm going to go with Kansas. Why? Why not? I guess since they beat Miami, the team that I'm really supporting here the most in this uh, bracket, pretty much. Shit, I, 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 I would not mind them making it to the national championship, so fuck it. Gonzaga, Kansas. Championship game. Both number one seeds. I still feel like I'm going to get this wrong. It just feels weird to see two number one seeds in the national championship game. Because you could kind of expect maybe one, but two number one seeds in the national championship game. I know that's like a very rare. Like, it shouldn't be a rare thing. But since this is March Madness, it definitely is, you know, appeared to be a very rare thing. Where actually two of the four number one seeds could actually make it to the national championship. But... I don't care. It's it's my it's my bracket. All right, and I have and I have number one seeds that lose in the fucking elite eight, right? Was that was that um that was Arizona? No, Sweet Sixteen. I had fucking Arizona losing the damn Sweet Sixteen. So shut the fuck up. I have I have some hot steamy picks here. All right, I have some juiciness going on here. This isn't generic, but I'm gonna say. Gonzaga, Kansas. Gonzaga, Kansas. Gonzaga, Kansas. National Championship. Who the fuck will be winning this one? Should I just say Gonzaga? Should I just say Gonzaga and just be generic? (sighs) Whatever. Gonzaga. I say Gonzaga. It is what it is. Back-to-back years, I go for Gonzaga. 
Uh, you had Gonzaga last year, man. You're not going to change it? I'm sorry, but they're really fucking good, man. I could, you could debate with me when they're fucking garbage, but that, that, that won't be very long. And then final score, they want me to predict the final score. Um, 82 to 75. I don't know. I guess 82 points. That sounds too much. Actually, no, that sounds a little too much for a national championship game. That sounds a little bit, I'm going to say like 76 to 72. I guess 76 72. 76 72. Gonzaga beats Kansas in the national championship game on April 4th, 2022, at the Cedars Superdome Stadium. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my first and my official 2022 March Madness uh, men's basketball bracket. I will definitely be doing more brackets, but this is the one that I'm going to refer to as my main project. This is my legit predictions. These are my legit picks. And for the future brackets that I do, it's to try to, you know, fuck around and just play and just, you know, playing around with it. And hopefully for like the second chance brackets, I do better for like the Sweet 16 and later. But still... For this, this is this is the actual thing. So no matter how many I do, if I do 47 million, whatever brackets after this, the first one will be the one that obviously will this this is this is the real one. This is the one that you should look at. So not a number 15, not a number two, number one. Okay? Gonzaga defeats Kansas 76 to 72. In the national championship game. There we go. And um, Longwood is going to make it to the second round of the playoffs. Yes. Yes. I'm being dead serious. Long, Long Wood is going to make it to the second round of the playoffs. Second round of the bracket. They will beat Tennessee. Longwood. They're going to be my Oral Roberts of this year. Longwood. Oral Roberts. I feel like any type of sexual... Any type of, like, sexual type of name... Or maybe I'm just making it sexual because I'm horny motherfucker. But anyways, that's not the point. I feel like there's something... I don't know. There's, there's always something about it. There's a horny or very sexual... School name, and I kind of like find it and tweak it a bit. Yeah, I gotta go for it for at least one game, and then maybe another team will eliminate them. Shit, I don't even know. I might say Longwood win the whole thing. Imagine Longwood. What 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 team do they like? What are the what is their team name though? Like Longwood what? Lancers, Lancers, Long Longwood Lancers. Where the fuck are they from? They're from Virginia. Oh, they're from Virginia. Okay. And they won the Big South Tournament. They were the number one seed in the Big South Tournament. So they won that. Obviously, that's how they got their ticket clinched to the tournament. They're the 14th seed. And they'll be playing against Tennessee on Thursday at 2.45 p.m. The logo is kind of nice. I mean, it literally is an L with a horse. But the long is, you know, what the L stands for. Not L. 
Because they're not taking an L until at least the second round or Sweet 16. Hopefully the second round because I have Michigan beating them. But anyways, Longwood will win a game in the tournament. I'm sorry, Tennessee. But, you know, this is March. You can't blame me too much. But anyways, this was so much fun to make. I love making these brackets. So this is this is the one right here. But I'm definitely making different versions of it. But this is this is the real one, like I just said for like the millionth time. But anyways, that is it for today's episode. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll see you guys hopefully this weekend. I think this weekend I'll definitely do an episode. Definitely got to do an episode this weekend. Friday, Saturday, I'll definitely be doing an episode this week. Um, and I'll see you guys in a bit. Take care. Peace out, my friends.